Welcome back to WeCast. I'm your host, Brock Benson. There's a lot of big stuff happening this week, so I won't dally with the intro. I will say that last week I mentioned something new coming up in the format, and it's not quite ready to plug in yet, so I'm going to make you wait another week. So without further ado, from the Trailhead Sound Lab in Natarita, Colorado, this is a 141 production in cooperation with the Rimrocker Historical Society and the San Miguel Basin Forum. This is the San Miguel Basin Forum, Volume 74, Issue Number 21, bringing you all the headlines from the West End of Colorado for the week of October 25th, 2023. So at the top of the headlines this week, communities rally to support Haley Smith by Reagan Tuttle, editor. One beloved Nucla High School girl, Haley Smith, was injured in a car accident the morning of October 15th, coming down 25 Mesa Road above the town of Nucla. The high school senior has been in St. Mary's Hospital since the wreck with life-threatening injuries. Now, community members in various towns are coming together to show their support. A varsity volleyball player, Smith, is well known on the western slope. To honor her last week, Taya Yaumans of Mancus held space before a volleyball game. Yaumans, who's faced Smith on the court over the years, gave a short speech mentioning that regionally players are one. Then, fellow volleyball girls put yellow roses into a bucket and those flowers have since been delivered to Smith in the hospital. In Norwood, volleyball player for the Mavericks, Kendra McClure has been giving short prayers before volleyball games to honor Smith, acknowledging the tragedy, and wish her well. Similarly, 12th grader Dylan Alexander of Norwood spoke a few words to honor Smith in her speech from senior night. The outpouring of love does not cease. At the Mustangs game against Plateau Valley on Saturday, opponents presented balloons and a sign to the Nucla girls in honor of Smith. And on Wednesday, October 25th, the Nucla Norwood volleyball game will be dedicated to her and all are asked to show up in blue, Smith's favorite color. Mustang volleyball coach Debbie Waitolka made a statement over the weekend. Haley is in good spirits and is taking on the challenges her medical team is giving her, Waitolka said. Haley, her mom, her family, our team, and our school are very appreciative of the support and prayers coming in from the other communities. The October 25th gate fees for admission will go toward the family's medical expenses. Additionally, a bake sale has been organized in the teen's honor. A silent auction, the volleyball girls themselves are making baked goods for it, and local dessert makers from Nucla to Norwood are also contributing. Smith has been a part of both Nucla and Norwood communities and has attended both schools. No doubt she is loved and has much support in both places, all those attending Wednesday's game are invited to make cash donations to help Smith at this time. Misty Galley of Nucla and the Mustangs Volleyball Mom said a fundraiser dinner is also in the works. She said organizers are waiting for the next medical updates, and then they'll proceed with planning the event. Galley said likely an online portal for donations will exist in the near future. Smith, in addition to being an athlete, is also a horsewoman and lover of all things agriculture. She has participated in Jim Canna and Junior Rodeo throughout her life. She's also a 4-H member with four-star livestock and has shown a variety of market animals at the fair over the years. Her 4-H leader, Simi Alexander of Norwood, said her crew is pulling for Smith. Haley is a strong and determined young lady, Alexander said. She accomplishes everything she sets her mind to, and I'm sure with that mindset and the unwavering love, support, and prayers of our community, she will continue to get stronger and heal. Please join us and help support Haley wherever you can. High school middle school principal for Nucla, Melisha Reed, released a statement to the San Miguel Basin Forum on Sunday, too. Reed said the school community continues to wish Smith well. 
The school family sends Haley and her family our love, prayers, and support during her recovery, she said. All right, and more Nuclear News. We have investigation for missing person continues special to the forum. Many people last week could only guess at what was happening at 6th and Heron Streets on the west side of Nucla, with a variety of law enforcement vehicles and also canine units. One could only assume it was a drug bust. The law enforcement activity went on for days, beginning last Wednesday with street closures too. The authorities were there until the middle of the weekend working on a serious matter. The San Miguel Basin Forum asked Montrose County for information last week for a statement on the possible drug bust, but the county did not respond to a few attempts. On Monday, October 23rd, the Montrose Press newspaper ran an online story that authorities were actually searching for missing person Dale Williams, last seen in 1999. After the Montrose story broke, the forum reached out again to county officials, and then Montrose County Sheriff Gene Lillard responded to the forum with an apology. He said he always wants to work with the news, but it's been quite busy in his office. He described last week's law enforcement work in Nucla as very tender, which you can only imagine. Lillard confirmed that on October 18th, agents from Colorado Bureau of Investigation and also Montrose County Sheriff's Department responded to a nuclear residence after a crime tip. That crime tip mentioned that a body may have been buried on the property. Lillard said a search warrant was written and obtained on October 19th. The search was conducted and completed October 21st and 22nd. Lillard said he cannot comment on the crime tip or the results. He said the investigation is ongoing and he cannot say whether authorities are close to solving the case or not. Lillard also said that he has a responsibility to be sensitive to the family and friends of the missing person. That is what counts, he said. The sheriff added he understands the rumor mill in the West End might be crazy during this time, but his office and also CBI cannot compromise their investigation. We have to let law enforcement do their job and get this thing solved, he said. Lillard, who said he wanted the people of Nucla, Natarita, and Paradox to know that the sheriff's office does care about them and their safety. Both parties are working in tandem to solve the missing person case, he said. All right, in healthcare news, Basin Clinic hires provider receives grants by Reagan Tuttle, editor. The Basin Clinic in Natarita has hired a new nurse practitioner. Mary Cuss recently moved to the West End, sight unseen, from Chicago. She started on October 16th and is currently shadowing the other providers before she starts taking her own patients. Executive Director of the Basin Clinic, Christina Pierce, said Cuss had reached the area and done live video interviews before arriving. She brings a seven-year-old son. Pierce added, Cuss seems to be adventurous and that others at the clinic have reported Cuss is getting along well. I think we made a good choice, said Pierce. Nurse practitioner Angela Miller is leaving on October 31st in order to follow her heart working in a pain management setting. Pierce said it's sad for the clinic to lose her, but Miller will be filling in on Mondays to continue helping out. The clinic won't have to close, but maybe one day in November as a result. Robert Tapley, the other nurse practitioner, is on-site three days one week and then four days the next. Pierce admitted staffing is a challenge in remote and rural areas, but once Cuss is up to speed, things should even out again. Verna Reva of the Basin Clinic recently received her radiology certification. Now she can do x-rays, and clinic staff don't have to call a retired technician to come in and perform those. Pierce said in the past a provider would have to call Linda Adkins or Monica Odom, sometimes Ken Janks, for help. X-rays will now run more smoothly at the clinic. 
Dr. April Randall, M.D., and also on staff, has been presented a humanitarian award through the state. She's received $10,000 to donate to a charity of her choice, and Randall has chosen the Basin Clinic as the recipient. In other financial news, the clinic just received a USDA grant. The funds must be matched by $20,000, and Pierce said the clinic will try and fundraise for that portion. The goal is to replace outdated equipment like the clinic's defibrillator, which is a 2009 Philips model. The Basin Clinic really needs a Zoll defibrillator, one like the EMS staff keeps in the ambulance. The Zoll AED can be carried room to room, take blood pressures, and has a pulse oximeter, too. Pierce said the machine costs more than $50,000. In another donation, Alpine Lumber just gave paint to the clinic so that representatives can start painting the interior of the building. Pierce said the clinic will need more paint to finish the job, but Alpine's lumber donation is a great start, and she's grateful. She added it will be some time before the board can build a new medical facility. In the meantime, the space needs to be welcoming for patients. We need to make what we have feel good and where people want to be there, she said. The drive through flu clinic held last week at the Basin Clinic was successful. Then, staff administered 74 doses of the flu vaccine, but also 66 high doses for senior citizens. In this way, 140 people were served in the West End with just a few doses left over. Pierce said the turnout was better than last year, and she hopes that more people will start coming annually to receive the flu shot. All right, in business news, Natarita Blossoms. Nucla Goes Through Shifting by Reagan Tuttle, editor. There's a lot happening in the town of Natarita with business appearing to flourish. The main street that is Highway 141 has two bicycle shops, two grocery stores, a pizzeria, a coffee and espresso shop, along with two marijuana stores and more. The checkout clerk at the family market in Natarita said things are busier than ever. Sadly, the Jackson Creek consignment shop did close down this fall with the sign saying that those with items could call to retrieve them. Still, there is the Hoof and Paw Thrift Store, though not on the weekends. On the other hand, things are a little quieter in Nucla with the closing of Red's Mercantile. But Michaela Gordon, director of the West End Economic Development Corporation, said reinstating the grocery is important for Nucla, and it's something she's actually working on. In the meantime, Amy Tooker told the form her liquor store, Spirits of the Tabawatch, will begin to sell groceries, staples, milk, bread, cheese, and canned goods. She's also going to be selling some Saucy Mama's meals on the weekends in the liquor store, too. Regarding the old creamery building that the Tooker family bought, plans are not solid at this point. We don't know what we are going to do with it yet, she said. The major thing is getting a roof on that. We can work once it's dried in, but it may change ten times before we open the doors to something. Still, the Tookers are working on interpretive historical signs for the space to pay tribute to the creamery's origin. The AeroCare building remains for sale, too, making for another vacant space. Gordon said there's been interest in the purchase of that space, but its sale will be contingent on inspection. She said the hardest thing about selling nuclear properties is the age of the building, combined with the price, because renovations are needed for many. What was formerly Genesis Coffee that's been empty is now up for rent, so it's possible another business could slide into that space. They're going to rent that now that Three Peaks is leaving, Gordon said. Anyone interested in starting a business there can reach out to Gordon at Weed Seed directly. Joseph Hittinger, a real estate broker working in the area, bought the parcel south of the old Nucle Grade School. He's talking to town officials about what to do with the property. According to Gordon, it's zoned so that it must be commercial in the front, but it can be mixed with residential. 
Gordon told the forum, while it's been tough to watch certain businesses leave Nucla or the West End in general, a new business retention program is starting through the West End Economic Development Corporation. That program is now waiting on approval and connected with the GIST transition funds. Gordon said it should be off the ground and running in a few months by January. She added a business retention program could also help with the funding of some of the renovations needed for older buildings, too. Gordon agreed she's not worried about business in Nucla. She agreed it's all shifting around, but things will pick up. All right, on page two, we have a letter to the editor, which I don't normally do, but this one is from Mayor Gene Greenwood, and I think it's an important one to hear. Town of Natarita Proclamation. Dear Editor, whereas domestic violence is a public health issue of epidemic proportions that impacts our community, consumes vast resources, and serves as a form of oppression, and whereas nearly one in three women and one in four men have suffered from domestic violence by an intimate partner, and whereas 20% of all murders in Colorado are committed by an intimate partner, and whereas domestic violence is not simply a woman's issue but a human issue affecting men, women, children, families, and communities of all ages, race, religions, and income levels, and whereas all community members can and should work together to end relationship violence because domestic violence is prevalent in every community, even small ones, and has devastating consequences that can last a lifetime and cross generations. Now, therefore, we, the Natarita Town Council, do hereby proclaim the month of October 2023 as Domestic Violence Awareness Month. During Domestic Violence Awareness Month, we urge every member of our community to be part of the solution today and every day. Support and believe survivors. Educate yourself and others. Model nonviolent and respectful behavior through your everyday actions. Speak up about abuse. We envision an equitable community in which every person has the right and the ability to be safe, respected, empowered, and free from oppression, violence, and the fear of violence. And we hope you join us in our work to make this vision a reality. Mayor Gene Greenwood, Natarita. Man, that guy is doing a good job if you ask me. Unfortunately, we do have another obituary this week. Ben Morris Robb, December 10th, 1935 to October 13th, 2023. Ben Morris Robb, born December 10, 1935, in Grand Junction, passed away October 13. He married his high school sweetheart, Jean Ecton, on May 26, 1956. He worked as manager of the nuclear branch of the Aero Gas Propane Company until 1973. Together, they built a dairy farm on his father's land, where they raised their four children in the same house that his father built. In 1988, he and Gene moved to Tucson, Arizona, where he retired from the Blue Flame Propane Company in 2003. Morris's favorite pastimes include fishing, shooting, watching classic westerns and sports, and observing the wildlife in his backyard around the quail block. His hobby was woodworking, and he often made gifts for family and friends, like Gene's cedar hope chest, rocking chairs and benches, and fun wooden figurines. He enjoyed jigsaw puzzles and playing games, especially checkers, because he would always win, as well as chess and who's the weasel? It's part cheesy. He loved traveling back to Marimani for family reunions and having family over for Thanksgiving in Tucson. He started attending the Praise Center Assembly of God in 2010, where he was baptized, served as usher, participated in men's Saturday breakfasts, and enjoyed joking around with his church family. Morris was preceded in death by his parents, Ben and Verna Robb, his sister Carol Sue, 
Rob Latham, his nephew Gary Latham, and his beloved Boston Terrier, Abby. Ben is survived by his four children, Victor Rob, Chris Rob Brewer, Doug Hall, Mark Rob, and Wanda Sue Rob Hardy, Bo Hardy, his seven grandchildren, 12 great-grandchildren, and one great-great-grandchild. Memorial services will be held at Praise Center Assembly of God on Saturday, October 28th at 11 a.m. In lieu of flowers, donations can be sent to Praise Center Assembly of God, 12331 West Picture Rocks Road, Tucson, Arizona. Or you can give it praisecenterag.org. Graveside services will be held in Paradox, date still to be determined. Now for the star of the show... History, Rim Rocker Historical Society, the early Chapita slash Natarita Post Office by Jane Thompson, Rim Rocker Historical Society. I hope everyone enjoyed the history of Myrtle and Walter Cooper. I felt like it really captured the life that they lived at that time in Natarita, and we are lucky to have been able to publish their story in our Natarita book. I think Natarita must have been a very beautiful place to live at that time with farms right along the San Miguel River before too many people had moved in. Rockwood Blake had brought his family into the lower San Miguel River Valley in order to find gold. There were gold camps along the San Miguel from Cottonwood down to Mesa Creek. On the flatlands out between Natarita and Yurvan is where Mr. Blake took his family to live while he searched for gold. The camp there was called Chapita, and that is where the first post office was, which would later be moved upriver and would eventually become Natarita. This is from an article by Marie Templeton from the San Miguel Basin Forum in 2003. <clears throat> According to the USPS Historian Corporation information, Natarita Post Office, Montrose County, Colorado, originally established as Chapita in Gunnison County, is a list of the early postmasters and when they were appointed. In the early days of 1881, all of these southwestern lands were part of Gunnison County. The first postmaster of the post office of Chapita was J. Dunlop Smith, Jr., appointed October 21, 1888, with Rockwood Blake being appointed June 20, 1882, and then again September 15, 1882. Our part of Gunnison County was changed to Montrose County on February 11, 1883. Emmeline A. Warner was appointed postmaster December 17, 1887, and on September 15, 1888, the name of Chapita was changed to Natarita. By that time, Mr. Blake, or possibly Mrs. Blake, had figured out that the camp on the banks of the San Miguel was not an easy place to live with a family, so he moved his family upriver to the beautiful little valley that would become Natarita. Mrs. Blake had come from a wealthy Spanish family, and some stories say she had a flag of Spain hanging on the wall of her small adobe home in Natarita. The Blakes joined Mr. Payson, who was already in that place, and became farmers and loved the little valley. Mrs. Blake proclaimed this place a little piece of nature, and the Spanish word naturita, and meaning little nature, became the name of this new town in New Montrose County. The next new postmasters and their appointment dates were as follows. Lemuel E. Presnell, January 5, 1895. Eva Bramier, April 22, 1898. Presley B. Veach, May 16, 1902. Caroline L. Fort, June 26, 1903, Myrtle I. Cooper, February 15, 1904, Miss Moss Crabtree, January 7, 1910, 
Clarence H. Eaton, October 20, 1913. Myrtle I. Cooper again, September 30, my birthday, 1915. Robert S. McNutt, September 9, 1920. Gold mining and farming were the real beginnings of Natarita. An article from the Telluride Republican of August 1888 said, The Republicans' representatives stopped overnight at Blake's. Mr. Blake will begin ground sluicing during the coming week. There are a number of patches of ground which pay very well for such treatment. In one place, Mr. Blake took out $300 in 10 days. This place was washed over three times, the high water filling it up each time. The last time the returns were greater than on any previous occasion. The ground is very rich, and as we panned, we got three pans, producing 25 cents in gold. Mr. Blake obviously continued to look for gold as he grew his farm and orchards. And it looks like we're going to leave you today with a little bit of recipe. I don't know who wrote this. It doesn't say, but the title, Shortbread with Cypress Roots Tea, is satisfying. I tend to like sweets, and I typically have a little something every evening after dinner. A week ago, I wanted to make cookies, but was low on ingredients and also time and energy. I found a shortbread cookie recipe a dear friend gave me years ago. It's actually part of her Christmas cookie repertoire, but it seemed like a good idea. I didn't want to bake all night, and I didn't know how many cookies my daughter and I could eat, so I quartered the recipe. I ended up using all-purpose gluten-free flour, which turned out just fine. I also couldn't find my rolling pin, so I improvised with a floured drinking glass to roll the cookies out. Within 30 minutes, we were eating warm shortbread cookies. We made about 16 of them. I served them with Cypress Roots Craft Herbalism's Fall Tea I'd ordered the wellness box from Nicole Brandt of Nucla a few weeks ago. While my cookies baked, I steeped the herbs and let the tea cool a bit. I added the sage honey she made, too. It was all very satisfying. Here's my dear friend's shortbread recipe. I quartered it. You could have it. Four cups flour, one cup powdered sugar, one cup butter. Mix ingredients using hands if needed. Roll on floured surface and cut. Roll scraps back into dough and repeat. Bake at 325 for 8 to 10 minutes. Watch closely. All right, my friends, there you have it. For the Trailhead Sound Lab in Natarita, Colorado, this has been a 141 production in cooperation with the Rimrocker Historical Society and the San Miguel Basin Forum. This has been the San Miguel Basin Forum, Volume 74, Issue Number 21, bringing you all the headlines from the West End of Colorado for the week of October 25th, 2023. Thanks for tuning in today, everybody. I'm your host, Brock Benson. We'll see you next week.